Gather at the Winter Village at Cameron Run and experience the magic of the holidays with ice and lights. Enjoy a fun, unstructured outdoor family experience just a few minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Explore whimsical light displays, snap selfies, and take a spin on the outdoor ice rink. Book your visit early. Calendars fill fast, so make your plans with friends, visitors, guests, or that special someone today. Buy tickets today at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. Sports Coma with Big Q and the guys, where we have intense, entertaining, educating, and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports fam. We up in this thing. Shout out to the mighty who that nation, man. Appreciate y'all chiming in. Early this Saturday morning, man, we doing the stream. Much love to the fam. Appreciate y'all. Hope y'all having a fantastic weekend, the start of your weekend. We're going to cover some Saints news and items on this episode of the coma so shout out to the fam appreciate y'all as always please feel free to smack upon the like button hit the subscribe button and by all means feel free to share the show on your social media feed we up in this thing so big ups to the fam as we get it popping and going day number three recap of the saints camp and a lot of positive stuff shaking and going during uh during the camp a lot of positive stuff. We're going to recap it here on the stream. Also, feel free, family, to join up or subscribe to the whodaddaily.com. The writers are doing a fantastic job dropping boxing, uh, college football, pro ball, pro basketball. It's all going down 
on the stream. So shout out to the fan. Appreciate y'all for being in the stream as we keep it going in this episode of the show. So it's big ups, big time, big shaking. Everything is positive as we get going. So in this show, we're going to recap day three. We're going to go over some news, notes, and items. We're going to talk about a few things. Also, we're going to talk about a few other developments that happened. Pull Trey Turner, his stuff, lessons with him. Saints adding a new uh, coach to the or assistant coach, potential coach there. And uh, shout out to Zach uh, Wood getting his deal done, ran up. And we're going to react to a couple of press conferences uh, from Dennis Allen and a couple other guys. So we're not going to kind of do the whole thing because they, they released quite a few of the Saints uh, things going on. So it's pretty positive, man, to say the, to say the least. But it's in, very interesting, man. Very interesting, very interesting. So anyway, let's get it popping, fam. Let's get it going as we jump up here uh, on the Saints News Network tip and show you what time it is. Day three Saints training camp is in the books. And here's a few uh, notes from yesterday's practices. The Saints training camp notes observation from, uh, according to uh, John's, uh, excuse me, Hendricks. And he was able to put a few things down. So, you know, they talked about Trevor Penning returning to the field. After missing Thursday practice, he was participating in some drills. So that was good to see him back. Players who left practice early were also back in the mix. Big Kale and Saunders will play an interview by him to hear him. Keith Kirkwood had some issues. So did Shaq Davis. And, of course, Ryan Ramchek and Cesar Reeves planned uh, their absence for the team. As Dennis Allen said, a Trey Turner went down with the injury during practice. They ended up being a quad. More on that later. So very unfortunate for him. Uh, starting look, Saints had offensive line that consisted of Penning, Pete, McCoy, Throckmorton, and Storm Norton to start. Later on, Pete got some work at the tackle position, left tackle, while Hurst kicked in at left guard. For the defense, the team rolled out the nickel look that had Cam, Kalen Saunders, Brian Breesey, and Carl Granderson on the defensive line. Pete Werner and Demario Davis were at linebacker with Bradley Roby at nickel, Paul's in the Debo was on the outside opposite of Laddie Daddy while Marcus May and Tyron Matthew were at safety. QB performances, and, and, and as we get into it, got an extra round of team drills in addition to the 7-on-7s. In the 7-on-7, Derek Hall went 3-4, Jameis was 4-4, Taysom went 1-2, and Jack H- Jake Hayner completed both his attempts for the drills. Carr finished 6-7, of seven. he'll did not throw during his series, and Winston was three of five. Hayner went three of six. Seven on seven. Michael Thomas was the first target for Derek Carr. Marshawn Lattimore made a great pass breakup on the slant plant to get things started or play. That's what he meant. Carl uh, Carr hit Jamal Williams in the flat for the next play, followed by another sharp completion to Trey Quan on the crossing route, and finished with another sharp hookup to to Juwan Johnson on the curl for Winston. He had Keith Kirkwood on the comeback to start things on a nice hookup. Then he hit Kendra Miller on the angle route on the pass where Miller had a good adjustment a little behind him to get the pass. Zach Bourne also had a good play on coverage. On the play, Winston hit Trey Quan on the curl route on the next play and finished out with a completion over the middle to Inu Benjamin. During Taysom series, he and Rashid Shahid started and missed the deep scene pass. To Jesse James as well. It was a little overthrown and would have been a big hookup if he hit it. The play before saw Brian Edwards commit a false start and he was substituted out with the error. 
Jake Hayner's rep saw completion to Kendra Mill in the flats, deep sideline hookup to Lynn Bowden Jr. Alante Tell almost had the pass breakup on Miller pass working in the slot. Team drill number one, first play of Derek Carr series is a good one. Well worth being put out the play of the day category. The other play was the first series where runs with Jamal Williams, Kendra Mill, and Elvin Kamara. Williams had a nice run in the middle. Kamara on the outside run left. They started to see a lot more running on the outside, which is a good sign for the run game for the Saints. Taysom came in the next series. He did two re- uh, two zone reads during the series, one to the left during Jamal Williamson's run, while the other went to the right after he knew, he knew Benjamin was stuffed inside. Jameis did a handoff for the first few plays of the series, which didn't go anywhere. Kirk Merritt went outside on the play. Then Merriweather had back-to-back carries in which he got shut down. Ty Summers made a good stop on him for the second one. The long pass was a back shoulder throw to James Washington. The timing was a little bit off. Team drill two. Carr went 3-3 on the series. Started things when he knew Benjamin's pass to the flats for a short game. Benjamin got another rushing attempt outside for a short gain on the next play. The action after the play go a little animated for a short second between Penning and Granderson. Carr then hit James Washington on the curl route, working against Jordan Howden, followed by a short completion to Foster Monroe. Winston hit both of his passes on the series with the first hookup going to Crystal Lobby. That was worth mentioning. Jamal Williams had an inside run on the next play. Kendra Miller called a short pass on the rollout for the next play and closed the series with a short outside run. Hayner got things started on the series by hitting Brian Edwards on the crossing route, working against Adrian Fry. Kirk Merritt had a rushing attempt that Nico Lalo stopped quickly alongside us, Isaac Yidham. Mayweather got a short gain on the rushing attempt on the left side. Second pass intended for A.T. Perry was a bit behind on the deep route. Team drill three cars started the series trying to hook up with Michael Thomas, working against Zach Vaughn in the flat, but the pass was a little low. Carl Granison beat Penning on the next play to force Carr to take off with the ball. The next play was a screen pass to Kendra Miller. And then his series finished with a nice intermediate hookup to Chris Olave. Winston's first pass was picked off by DeMarco Jackson after it was in and out of the hands of Rashid Shahid over the middle. The next pass was incomplete to James Washington. Then Kirk Merritt's run attempt was stopped by a loss by Nate Shepard. Final play for Winston saw him hook up with Mike Thomas over the middle for a nice gain. The final team period saw Hayner throw all of his plays. He missed the first two as the initial pass to Brian Edwards on the curl route was dropped. The second one was a pass breakup. He was trying to pass and yo, and Hayner came back to hit Lynn Bowden for a short connection with Nico Lalos providing some pressure. The final play was to Ellis Merriweather in the flat for a short game. The player of the day, as mentioned, and it were pinning was quickly squelched after he had a huge play to kick off team drills. Carr found Elvin Kamara on the screen playoff to the left side and Pennon led the way for him to head on into the end zone. The other play was from a hookup between Jameis Winston and Chris Olave. Winston fit the ball into the tight window with excellent coverage from Alante Taylor. And Olave caught a nicely thrown pass and displayed some nice control to secure the pass. And of course, the notes to make mention of for the third straight day, Saints defense had a takeaway. The defense got their first interception from DeMarco Jackson. During the team drills off Jameis Winston pass intended for Rashid Shahid that went in and out of the hands. Taysom Hill was the quarterback today, getting some of the team drill reps ahead of Jake Hayner and Jameis. Will Lutz had the first missed kick of training camp and Blake Gruppe were 
perfect coming in from minicamp. Lutz was wide right on one of his kicks from 47 yards out, but finished six or seven. One thing to point out, not that it's necessary to do it anyway, is that Lou Hetley was the holder today. Remember, and that's usually what? Blake Gilligan? Alante Taylor was working in the slot during team drills, but it was mostly with the third string look defense. Still, it's worth noting that he has been used there, right? Lewis Kidd was getting some work at the right tackle position during the third series of drills with Winston at the QB. Peyton Turner continues to impress. He said he felt great on where he was at practice. He's someone that has has been hard to ignore, and he has two instances in team drills where he beat left tackle Landon Young and Scott Lashley. So he's also getting good praise from some of the lane work he's doing on the kickoff coverage. And it's been interesting to see if he could continue when the pads get on. And, you know, this also to make mention of fam to talk about that as well as when you make mention of anything pertaining to when you heard about Peyton Turner, you heard with Dennis Allen, we played it on the show the other day when Dennis Allen was basically given his accolades to Peyton Turner. And we knew, you know, when we talked about the position opposite of Cam Jordan, the Saints invested a first-round draft pick into Peyton Turner. By all indications, they would definitely want Peyton Turner to win the job op- opposite of Cam Jordan. We all said we knew Peyton Turner, he has the speed, he has the strength. We know he has all of those com- all of those abilities. But his main issue has been his health. If he can show and be consistent in terms of that health situation, he can have a a great leap forward in terms of his his uh his ability as a football player because the guy is strong and he is an athlete and it's just if he can get beyond the injuries he'll be a solid player for the Saints at that position so uh Peyton Turner big question mark if he could man I'm really hoping the kid can finally get past it man sometimes it happens when you get past it you know what I'm saying anyway let's finish up where she she he said after practice he and Chris Olave were constantly working to get better he mentioned that he watches Olave every day to see what he can emulate from his game. That is, that's very good. Hope you watch him, Mike, too. Jawan Johnson referred to the tight end room as the Ninja Turtles with Jimmy Graham serving as Master Splinter. He identified himself as Donatello uh, for those that's interesting. Okay, the Ninja Turtles, that's interesting. A little throwback there. Kaelin Saunders said one of the things that drew him to New Orleans was his attacking, it was the attacking style of defense, the Saints run. He had lost some weight in his plan at 315 to 318. Remember, he's almost he was almost 330 pounds. So that's good, knocking off about 15 pounds or so. We talked about a little bit about Joe Wood's impact on the secondary. Paulson Adebo said he and Marcus Robinson, who's the secondary coach, brought an energy to the room and have been very detail-oriented. Odebo says that they have a good understanding of things and how they implement and how they implement it. And that has been said several times before. When we talked about Joe Woods, when they first brought Joe Woods, said always when you bring some of these coaches in, especially if it's a new coach, a defensive coordinator, you, you bring them in here. The first thing I usually do is go out and find out or find some tape or film on this coach. And I'll watch instructional videos from him instructing the team that he came from to figure out, let me see if Joe Woods got something going on here. When I first listened to him, I played a lot of that on the table. I was like, listen to this guy. I did the same thing for Cody Burns when the Saints first brought Cody Burns here. I listened to Ty Grantham when he was at his last stop. 
And it's several when you when you see how they instruct and you can get a feel for what they're going to bring. And Joe Woods uh, is as good as it gets in terms of his instruction. Like everybody, I love Joe Woods because Joe Woods is detailed centered. But I think the biggest part outside the details is his ability to communicate, communicate the game or the fundamental aspect of what he's trying to get his players to do. He's com- he's a good communicator. He's not one of these guys that uh, that's going to just, you know, uh, just blare out and curse at you. No, Joe Woods instructs. He's very respectful. Uh, he tells you exactly what you need to do. And if you're messing up, Joe Woods will explain to you what he wants you to do and why he wants you to do it. It's not just that I'm just going to do this. Well, why am I doing this? Because of this, that, and the third. And that's something that Joe Woods does really well. So, this is the several. This is the several defensive back or the seven defensive back. Several defensive backs that we're mentioning the detail, focused nature of Joe Woods, and then of course, you listen to him on the on film. You listen to him on interviews, and you see what kind of guy he is, and how um, it's just a lot of the players find it as a joy to be able to deal with a guy like Joe Woods, who's the Saints defensive coordinator. So he had, he dealing with Dennis Allen is going to require some patience, but yeah, this is very positive nonetheless. So good news right there from the practice. It's like I said, a lot of it right now in helmets and shirts, and you won't truly tr- kind of see a lot of this stuff dale out of until they start putting the, the the rest of the uniform on the pads and things start getting really physical. You see what I'm saying? But anyway, before we get to the rest of these stories, let's go ahead on and pop in here. And hear what Dennis Allen had to say about his camp, about what happened today or yesterday at Saints camp. Injured his knee in practice. Um, we're in the injured his knee in practice. Um, we're in the process of determining exactly what that is, but um, that was really the only injury I note to uh, to talk about. So um, I'll go ahead and open it up to questions. Dennis, uh, will Ryan Ramchick and Caesar Reeds are those were those pre-scheduled? Yeah, there's there's several guys. Yeah. You know, whether it be due to previous injury, injury history, age, whatever the case may be, where we'll, uh, you know, have some days where they may be limited or may actually even be off. So um, that was the case for those two players. Yeah, outstanding. It's outstanding. You know, I mean, there's two guys competing uh, at a high level, and uh, that's what you want to see. And so there's two really good players competing at a high level. I thought Jameis put the ball on him. Um, and so that was, uh, yeah, that was good to see. And that's what you really want to see at practice. You want to see a little bit of ebb and, ebb and flow. Defense makes a few plays. Offense makes a few, a few plays. Um, and so that, that's that's kind of what we're looking for. I think he's in good shape. I think we're still working back into, you know, look, we're all working into football shape. It's been a long time since any of us has really played, you know, real football. So um, there's there's an element to that for for all of us. But uh, but yeah, look, I think Jimmy's in great shape, and I think he's going to continue to work to get better. Or Taysom, he was obviously a quarterback today for you know, the team. How do you establish that kind of? Is that something you have planned in advance, or is that something that gets decided like the morning practice? How does that work? 
No, that's it's it's a it's a planned deal in advance. You know, as to when he's going to take some quarterback reps, tight end reps, running back reps, whatever the case may be. When he's going to line up and uh, you know run some of the quarterback driven run game. Um, that's all stuff that we you know plan really back there in the in the uh, in the spring. And uh, but we're always evaluating. You know, we're always looking to see. Look, what do we need more work at? And so um, we'll continue to do that throughout training camp. Dennis, how do y'all evaluate as a defensive staff as far as run fits? Is it something you have to almost wait till next week, or how do y'all critique that? Well, look, we can we can we can evaluate fits. Are they in the right spot? You know, now are are they are they actually creating enough contact? Are they actually getting off the block exactly how they need to? Are they able to make the play when it when it gets into their gap? It's a little bit harder to do, you know, when you're not in pads. We'll see a little bit more of that. Once we get into the pads, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it. You know, we can we can see, you know, when they when they're in the right spots. I, I must say that you know, based on what I've been watching, a lot of the press conferences from Dennis Allen. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. No matter the occasion, whether it's a date or a family holiday outing, daytime ice skating at Cameron Run Regional Park is sure to delight. Just minutes from Old Town Alexandria, skate on the outdoor rink and stay warm with hot chocolate or make s'mores over a fire pit. This unique winter experience is only available for a limited time. Open daily December 18th through 30th and weekends in January and February. Buy tickets today at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com that uh you can all you can basically see in terms of how the offense is it's the same thing last year he's going to handle with the offense the defense uh we know he knows how to coach defense that's not nothing to it but you do see more of a relax a relaxed aura around him because he got his guys and i think a lot of that he'll be heavily relying on joe woods to have the the to be the boss of the defense you see because really, even though Dennis Allen uh, still behaves like a defensive coordinator, he calls the defensive plays and passes the offense to Pete Carmichael and say, listen, you have total autonomy over every anything that goes on with the offense. And you guys handle that. I'll focus on the defense, special team, same thing. So more of a relaxed fit, more of his guys there. Would the stratagem work? It could work. If Dennis Allen is willing to take counsel from a Joe Woods, and I really do think he would take counsel. Joe Woods makes, and, and, I, and I had a chance to, I was thinking about it, but still in all as a head coach, you got to learn some things. But if he could take counsel from Joe Woods, who seems like a pretty wise guy in terms of the defense and things circulating around that, I think that helps improve him. That helps out if he takes counsel from him. So would this method work? It didn't work last year in so far as uh, what the offense was happening. But Pete Carmichael, you give him a quarterback that he can work with for a full year, a guy that can throw the ball down the field. You have Dennis Allen with all his pieces on the defense and his new coaches to the staff. 
he does show a more relaxed aura around the team, but also realize that how are the who that nation going to put up with a third straight year of nine playoff football? It just it just won't will not be a very pretty sight. So could very well work if he can rely on the trusted people that he brought in for their counsel. That will help you become a better head coach if you can rely on that man. So let's see. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the fans are a big part of what we do. You know, um, you know, we're in a we're in a tough business, but we're also in the entertainment business a little bit. And um, you know, we want to put on a good show for our for our fans. I, I think we got the best fans in the NFL, and um, you know, I think we got a unique bond with our with our city and our fans, and and we love having them out here. I think there's always a little bit more juice when the fans are out. You know, um, no different than when we play a home game and we walk out there on the field in the dome um, and we get the hoot at chant right before kickoff. I mean, it, there's a there's a burst of adrenaline that goes that goes with that. With, with Paulson and Alante, what are you looking for as a separator between the two? And obviously, you know, both guys are look. Play. Both are really good players. Right. Um, you know, really, what it comes down to, it's about consistency. Um, it's about making plays. It's about not giving up plays, you know, and so you let that process take take course throughout training camp, you know, into the preseason, and then we'll make an evaluation. But, look, both those guys are going to be critical parts of what we do right. uh, defensively. And this is the thing, too, and we said this before, and I know it's, it's fun to talk about the camp battles. It gets things interesting. Like one of the top ones was the Alante Taylor versus Paulson Adebo. Me personally, and this is just me talking, I still say it's Paulson Adebo. I mean, it's it's Paulson Adebo. I think he gets it. And the reason why I think he gets it is because I think Dennis Allen really likes Alante Taylor to be right where he is. Now, Alante Taylor explodes and takes it to another level. Who knows? But he was drafted to be that guy. Remember, and, 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 I, and I won't forget that. Remember when they drafted him, they had Chauncey Gardner-Johnson at the nickel position, and they seen Alante Taylor as a guy to operate as an insurance policy for that nickel position. He can also play the safety position. When Debo was hurt, he was able to slide out and play outside, but only when Debo wasn't there. And people are looking at Paulson Debo like he's, you know, like whatever. But Alante Taylor is very talented, but Paulson Debo still has a full year of NFL experience over him. Alante Taylor's about to go into his sophomore year. That's a sophomore slump that Paulson Adebo had to deal with last year. They all go through that. Some handle a little bit better than others, but Paulson Adebo went through his slump. I don't expect Paulson Adebo to, to, to be to regress and be what he was in his sophomore year after all of the work that he's put in. He had with the injury and stuff like that happened to him. I expect Paulson Adebo to improve a bit drastically. And I can't discount one year. He had a full year. He had a year more than what Alante Taylor's had in the system, in the NFL, used to the game. And Paulson Adebo's not a bad cornerback at all. So I still say Paulson Adebo starts opposite of Laddie Daddy, and Alante Taylor will be what Dennis Allen wanted him to be, which is in the slot and whatever he wanted him to do outside of that. But I think that's pretty much what he was supposed to be, the replacement for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. That's just what we've seen it as. Remember, that's what the draft, that's what it was. And I don't see Dennis Allen changing that formula unless Alante Taylor just fatherly just out 
performs and excels past uh, Paulson Adebo, which I, I don't see that happening. But anything can happen, right? But I, if I had to bet on it, I would have to say I think Paulson Adebo still keeps that position. Is plan to kind of alternate throughout camp? Or would there be a point Look, there, there, there's a lot of that going on yeah. at, at a lot of different positions. So it's not unique to one specific position. I told the guys when we started training camp hey, that this roster was built to create as much competition as we possibly can and that there's really not any spots that are already predetermined. Um, you know, we're going to let the competition play out. And and, uh, and and those guys, by the way that they perform uh, and by the way that they execute on a day-in and day-out basis, they determine, you know, who plays and who doesn't. And uh, I think that's, you know, the way you're going to be able to put the best team on the field. Absolutely. I agree with Dennis Allen on that. Yeah, lying. Because he's telling the truth. I got to keep hitting the button. Arsenio got to keep talking to him. Because Dennis Allen is not lying. He's not lying about that. And if we take a look at any competition, and to be honest with you, what other positions are up for grabs? Paulson Adebo's cornerback position, and I said this before, Paulson Adebo's position is not up for grabs. That starter position ain't up to grabs. That's just something, I think that's just a topic of discussion that's thrown in there for, for you know, to banter about, to create excitement about training camp. Paulson Adebo's job is not in jeopardy. It's not. I mean, like I said, that's just just how I see it. His job is not in jeopardy. What other positions, and if you go across the, 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 the starting positions on the Saints team, offense, defense, what other positions outside of the defensive end position outside of Cam is up for grabs? Kaelin Saunders' position, he's going to be the nose tackle. And then, of course, there'll be a, a battle at the interior, the opposite spot of Kaelin Saunders, which is Nate Shepard and, and Brian Breesey. There'll be a competition there. But where else? There is no other positions that you can point to and say there's going to be a competition for that position. Is Jawan Johnson's job in jeopardy as a starting tight end? Or is Foster Monroe merely a compliment for Jawan Johnson? Where does Jimmy Graham fit in there? Is he a serious? Could anybody out there say that Jimmy Graham, and yet we've yet to hear from Jimmy Graham, I would love to hear from Jimmy Graham, for him being back, first time coming back to the Saints in years. But what, all, what other positions are there that seriously up for grabs outside of the defensive end position? And the opposite tackle position to Kalen Saunders. You can talk about maybe the third linebacker position, which I don't think so. I think the third linebacker position, unless injury hurts, the Saints see Zach Bowen as a person that's going to make a Caden Ellis-type move. That's what they're looking at. They're thinking Zach Bowen might have that. He'd been here for four years. Might be time for him to make that move. That's how they're viewing it. The Saints not bringing any linebackers in to compete with him right away. Of course, that could change his injuries mount. But, like, I don't see Paulson Adebo job in jeopardy i just think that's something that was thrown in cap i think dennis allen likes alante taylor where he is you know they see him as a guy that's he's a guy that could play the corner he could play he could, he could play the cornerback position he could play the safety position he's that guy that gives him duality that's the same thing that chauncey gardner johnson did for the saints when they drafted chauncey chauncey was a safety but they had him playing around the line because he's such a tremendous tackle. And Lante Taylor is the same kind of dude. So I really, the it's the it's like we let's not forget that family that the 
Chauncey Gardner-Johnson role is, even though he's not here, that's Alante Taylor's job. That's why they replaced him with Alante Taylor. They see him probably as a little bit more stable mentally and, you know, whatever. But outside of it, that's that's pretty much what's going on here. I don't see Adebo's job in jeopardy unless he severely regresses and, you know, whatever. But Dennis Allen's going to tell you if it, if it ain't broke, I'm not going to fix it. We got our we got our nickel guy and uh, and I think probably not like I said before I think Adebo wins out and I just think that's a topic that was thrown up that just to have something interesting to talk about with camp. But how many other positions are uh, positions that are out there that are up for grabs? Dennis Allen makes a good point on that. Let's go back to. Speaking of that conversation, uh, looking at the punting position, you know, um, obviously Thomas Morris that was here a long time, Blake Gillikin takes over, but it seems like he's, he's in a battle. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, it, you know, they're, they're, we brought in two specialists to create some competition and, and let the best man win. Look, when you go out there on Sundays, you have to be able to perform uh, under pressure, you know. And every day that these guys come out here and they know there's somebody that's qualified sitting right on their heels, they got to come out and perform. And so that's that's part of what we – that was planned, uh, you know, this offseason. That's part of what we've tried to do. At a lot of different spots on our roster, and, that, and and he's absolutely right, man. He ain't lying. He's right because the Saints did that every which way. Even at the fullback position with Adam Prentice, they bring in Jake Boggs alone to go along with that to create the competition. Nobody should, you know. Even though some of these other guys have the inside track, you still have to look at it and say to yourself, "I see what the Saints doing," and the competition model is fruitful. Because it does keep guys on their on their heels. And, and, and of course, the Will Lutz thing was obviously 74% last year kicking. That's not going to cut it. You, you just, you're making that kind of money in the final year of his deal. And if Group A comes in here and Lutz slips a bit, it could be a problem. Especially with kind of money. And me personally, you know, Learn the lessons of the past, man. Don't forget nothing. We don't forget anything. That's how you, and that's the thing people tell you, forget history and all that and didn't try to rewrite everything, retalk it over or whatever. Oh, you know, don't forget. I don't care how unpleasant it was. You never forget it. You know, look, look at like out the, the, to the Native American community or the, 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 and I know I'm, this is something more serious than football, but from a historical standpoint, you know, even with the Jewish community, you never forget your history because you'd be doomed to repeat it. That's how it works because history operates in cycles. So as long as you keep a, as even as unpleasant as it is, I don't care if it's pleasant or unpleasant, remember it and understand. And the saints do a good job of remembering their history to understand, listen, order to improve. We got to remember what happened to us last year and the year before. And then we move it forward. That's the purpose supposed to be one of the purposes of analytics that add History in terms of the numbers add more of a, a mathematical approach to the analytics to show them in terms of graphs and, and and pie charts and all this kind of stuff to make sure they're trending in the correct direction. But the Saints are doing positive things and creating competition is always a positive thing. Competition in every room, the, the tight end room, competition all over the place. But, you know, I digress. I ask you once again. Are there any other positions outside that are up for grabs? Because I don't think Paulson or Debo's position is up for grabs. I'm sorry. 
I think Alante Taylor has his position inside. I don't think Dennis Allen likes Paulson Adebo where he is, unless he severely regresses in year three. And I'm not anticipating that. Even with some of the, the first seven days of several days of camp, Paulson Adebo has been pr- pretty solid out there. And that's early on. We still got a long camp left. So outside of the opposite defensive end position, which Dennis Allen spoke well of Peyton Turner, only thing changes that is if two things, Peyton Turner regresses in terms of his, his injury situation, uh, hurts him where he is not in there competing and Carl Granderson, Isaiah Foskey and others get an opportunity to step in or, you know, he just don't pick it up and another guy ball passes him. But when you draft a guy with the first round draft pick, you need to get value for that pick. And the Saints will not go. They will not have two defensive ends that they draft, that they drafted in the last several years, and both of them be bums and bu- not bu- bums, but busts. We know Davenport was an absolute unmitigated bust for us. But for Peyton Turner to follow Davenport, that's not the Saints going to give that da- uh, Peyton Turner every opportunity that they possibly can to win that job. It just it's just what it is. So outside of the defensive end, I mean the defensive end position, Kalen Saunders has that nose tackle position wrapped up. It's just a battle between Nate Shepard and our first round draft pick Brian Breesey. And remember what I said about first round picks: you want the first round pick to get the job. So anyway, shout out to Dennis Allen, man, doing the great things and moving. And also, let's go to a next article right here, fam. From thewhodaddaily.com, shout out to Avery Devereaux, one of our several really excellent writers that's really putting in that work, man. I appreciate y'all, man. They're doing really good work there. It took us a while to assemble our writing staff, but they're out there cutting it, cutting it up. Newly signed Saints guard Trey Turner root out for the season due to quadricep injuries. Very sad uh, for Trey Turner. Uh, he comes back home, and it is short lift. I mean, really, they just signed him so. Former Pro Bowl guard Trey Turner's stint with New Orleans Saints got off to a devastating start as he suffered a season-ending quadricep tear during the 11-11 drills. On Thursday, the 30-year-old who recently signed with the Saints was anticipated to be a key addition to the team's offensive line. As you can see, Adam Schefter dropping it. Turner's injury comes as a significant blow to the Saints, who are counting on his experience and skill to bolster their offensive front reserves this season. Having played for various teams, including the Panthers, Commanders, and Chargers, along with the Steelers, Turner's absence will undoubtedly be felt on the field. Meanwhile, the Saints also had some positive news, and they talked about Penn and returning to practice from a, due, a, a, a absence due to a minor foot injury, and if, uh, they opted to give rest to Ryan Ramchek and Cesar Ruiz. So prayers and blessings, prayers out to Trey Turner, man, uh, a New Orleans guy, man, and, and ultimately – out for the season, but something tells me that trade this ain't over with for Trey Turner. Trey Turner will be back in. He'll give it a, another shot here, man. So uh, shout out to Trey Turner. Sorry to hear that, man. And blessings to you, my brother. You will be back with the black and gold next year. Also, Saints hire another one of Dennis Allen's former players to their coaching staff. And this is from the Saints Wire dropping the scoop. And uh, Underhill reported that the Saints have hired another one of Dennis Allen's former players to their coaching staff, bringing in Matt Giordano to work with the secondary. Giordano played in the NFL from 05 to 2013, twice crossing paths with Allen, first with the Saints in 2010 and later with the Raiders in 2012. 
He replaces Sterling Moore as an assistant secondary coach who left the team early this year. He played college football at California, began his coaching career at his old high school before returning to the pros from high school to the pros. How about that? Saints have a number of former players on their coaching staff already, including offensive assistant Jari Evans, this year's training camp intern Leroy Gulliver. How about that? They also invited former wide receiver Ted Ginn Jr. to join them for camp as another coaching intern. And it's good to see former players getting those opportunities to advance their careers after turning to coaching. Also, Marcus Robinson, that secondary coach, is a former safety in his own right. That's there. So then this is just more this is just more of what Dennis Allen is doing, just more Dennis Allen assembling his coaches. Peyton's guys out. Dennis Allen guys in and you see more of a, a feel around there as Dennis Allen uh, starting to feel more in his mind, like more relaxed and more competent with some of these guys. So you would expect to see a lot of that kind of translating the success. And it's a good energy to see it because you can see him really kind of feeling like he can rely on people that he's coached before. So uh, he's assembling his guys. You know, this is his group, it's his guys, and he's doing what he's got to do to make them all happy here. So anyway, let's go on to our next interview here. This is Big Kalen Saunders, as Cam called him, Big Big Saunders. He called him Kalen, and Cam said he got mad at him. <laughs> he calls him Big Saunders. So let's hear what Big Saunders had to say about camp in the heat, man. Yeah, it's hot out there, bro. And uh, Big Saunders, that's probably why he dropped that 10 pounds, sweating his ass off at the camp. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's definitely um, it's an adjusting type of thing. You got to adjust to it. But, um, you know, obviously I'm from St. Louis and played in Kansas City, so it's a little bit of humidity out there. Obviously, nothing like this. But, um, you know, I, I'm kind of getting used to it, um, getting – condition to be a, be able to play in these elements you know what I'm saying so um you know you gotta it's, it's weird you gotta kind of condition differently for different teams you know what I'm saying so um and out here I've been yeah. into it you know getting more and more getting my feet on, um, up under me and um yeah I'm feeling good I'm, I'm feeling good feeling lean probably the lightest I've been since I've been in the NFL so it's it's I feel really nice On Instacart, I can shop a huge selection of pet supplies. From that one brush that scratches him just right. To that extra comfy bed he can't wait to flop down in. And I get everything delivered right to my door in as fast as one hour. Okay, 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 settle down. I know it's here. Yeah, it's very exciting. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get a free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh, I am down. I, I'm fluctuating between about 315 and 318 right now. And so that's my my optimum weight is I want to be there. And and it was hard for me to get there 
in Kansas City, but out here it just fall off. So, <laughs> so I feel like I said, that's, that's how I felt in, in in my whole professional career. You had mentioned in your introductory press conference that you were excited to be with an attacking defense or a defensive line that likes to get back Absolutely. in the system. Does that weight shift kind of help with that? And how's that been in practice? Absolutely. The faster you can move, the better. And um, obviously, you know, shedding a little bit of weight is going to help you move faster and uh, get the tension off those joints, everything. So. Um, yeah, that, that that attacking play style is definitely held true. Um, Coach Da, he got, man, he got he got a great scheme out there. Um, it allows us to get downhill, and um, yeah, man, I, I think the same thing I said in the when I first got here is is held true. Is that I love I like the defense a lot. You know, a lot of athleticism involved, and that's my thing. You know, I like, you know, you got your play styles, and my play style is athleticism. You know, I use power, but I'm athletic as you know a, a nose guard, so I like to use it a lot, and I feel like Da's defense helps us do that. Yeah, Kalen is absolutely right, man. Like, we studied film on him, and he's a guy, he's absolutely right. He he knows what his game is. It is athleticism. You talk about a big guy. He's six feet tall, 315 pounds, or 318. Uh, he was 330 plus. But for him to, you watch the film, he is just amazing. Like I said, he's he's the nose tackle. But not only is he, you know, not only he's he's brutishly strong, but he's exceptionally fast for a guy that size. That's the three hundred pound human. He doesn't move like a three, like gravity doesn't have the same effect. It suppose I mean he'll attack in straight line speed. Like he'll chase you down. And he runs. You know he attacks faster than more his more athletic counterparts do. And not only that. But he has an exceptional awareness about where you are. Like if you were making a pass, whether it deals with gap protection or protecting his gap so guys don't slip out, or if it's or or if it's him pushing the the pocket, the Saints did their homework and say, "Listen, this guy does something exceptionally well. He fights for every play. When the whistle, he fights. Is every play he's out there fighting? He has a high motor. He's very in in in. He's really intelligent." Had a lot of success in Kansas City. Bringing that mentality to the New Orleans Saints is a is a big bonus. Having them with a suit winning winning a championship and bringing that championship energy to the Saints defense is is a is a big plus. So we need another guy there, a new David on Yamada who's signing. And, and it only time will say, tell how good Kalen Saunders could be. But man, listen, his game translates really well. And the Saints have athletes all over the defensive line. And that's the big thing. When you talk about athletes, athletes, the Saints have athletes there. You know, whether it's Isaiah Foskey, whether it's Carl Granderson, whether it's Peyton Turner, where, whether it's Big Saunders, whether it's Nate Shepard or Brian Brees. These guys are fantastic athletes first. And they get after you. They get after you. Something specific about the defense that, that, that fit works for you? Is it just about the mentality? It's just the mentality, honestly. Um, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you call the play and you execute it. Where all 32 teams do that. And so it's really a mentality. I mean, this defense has been a top defense for years and years. Um, having the confidence of D, uh, Double D behind me and, you know, Pete behind me and guys like that, Cam next to me, like, you know, it's just those those type of factors that help you play freely as well. And I feel like that contributes um, to that attack and defense. Absolutely, because if, if Kalen Saunders is doing his job, and I think he will do his job well in, in the black and gold building, he he does a j- job which is provide pr- interior pressure and stopping the run and then provide a you know 
stopping the run, providing a push up the uh, up the center of the offensive line, and getting the double drawing the double team. If he does that, he he's doing his job. He's doing his job full time because for Double D and, and Pete Werner to have the type of success they're supposed to have, one of our interior defensive linemen has to be drawing the double team you know, to keep that extra guy off them linebackers so they can roam around and make those plays. So Kalen Saunders was brung in, giving the big bucks, him and Nate Shepard and Brian Breesey to do just that. How much of a factor is, like, chemistry and communication on a D-line between, like, you and Haz and just, you know, yeah. being able to do different things? Oh, it's huge. Um, it's, 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 it's very primary. You know, you got you to gotta have that cohesion along the D-line because if you don't, then rush lanes get distorted, then – you know, all things can go wrong. You got to, especially if you got a mobile quarterback, it's even worse because it gets exploited that much quicker. Yep. So you got to be in, in, you know, in unison. Like if I, if I know who I'm playing with, I know I got a guy who likes to make inside moves. I got to be conscious of that because then I can't make inside moves because then we letting the whole edge free. Yep. So it's just stuff like that. You have to be in unison. And these are the times that we're getting that um, cohesion. Love, love the energy in his voice. Do you hear that? The energy in his voice, very intelligent high motor guy and that's what you're getting with big k with big saunders he understands and he's absolutely right the rhythm and harmony not only know understanding the tendencies of the guys that's going to take some time that's what training camp's about you know training camp preseason and probably the first month of the season uh, as you pick up a lot of it but the reality is dennis allen's defensive scheme is not terribly complicated it really isn't you know it's not terribly complicated, and they've been saying that before. It's some he's at times. Remember, in the past that goes into Sean Payton's years, there was a system and scheme that was put there. They were struggling and they having problems. Several years before Coach Payton departed and left uh, to the go, you know, to talk about the game on television, there was a discussion about Dennis Allen having issues, and even Cam Jordan and several other players on the defensive line was talking about the scheme and him simplifying the scheme that he was operating with. And remember that? And then Dennis Allen simplified the scheme and he had this, he had prolonged success with the defense last year, the saints second defense overall played pretty well. And they talk about, okay, what happened with the run? The run was the weakest part or the interior defensive line was the weakest part of the saints defense last year. But also remember Go and look at the statistics on the time of possession, how often the Saints defense was out there on the field because the offense ineptitude, because of the dysfunctional uh, bad football or the bad playing or whatever you want to call it of the offense going three and out and forcing the defense to get back out there. Things change. If you don't spend all of that time out there on the field trying to stop your adversary, and your, your offense is actually putting points up and they're having drives where they're scoring points and giving a defense an opportunity uh, to rest. But it's different. Like, it, even in the energies, like, it, it sparks different. It just goes to show you. Like, when the Saints offense is sparking, let's say if they're sparking and they're scoring points and they put 21 points up real quick and the defense is out there, whatever, that energy that the offense spark jumps onto the defense and it's, it's it just – it's all a part of the dynamic, you know what I mean? As opposed to one of those grueling out games where the offense can't find its footing and the defense is on the field for five to eight plus minutes trying to stop the opposing offense. It, it You know, 
that stuff wore on the Saints defense last year as well. It really did. And like I said, the defense was tasked with being the key unit or the lead unit last year, and that's not going to help you unless the offense could at least run the ball and be consistent, which they weren't able to do. And that fell on the defense because even the special teams was junk too. So anyway. You mentioned the other day there was a play like where he kind of looked at you and you guys were kind of yeah. like on the same page yeah. and able to make an adjustment. Like, yeah. how, how, do you, how do you build that? Is that just on the field? Is it conversations off the field? Is it watching film and going over different details and stuff? Yeah, it's, it's a little bit of – it's a combination of everything. Um, obviously being communicative, like telling him, hey, you got me here. You know, I, I like to rap. I'm, I'm faster than – because, you know, you, you got to judge. You got to find out what your teammates' talents are. You know, you got guys who got 100 sacks off speed rushes. You got guys who got 100 sacks off power rushes. So you got to kind of figure that out. And I have to let my teammates know, hey, you know, you got your power noses, sitting there noses, you know, like I would say Linval Joseph, um, you know, guys like that. And then you got more kind of athletic, can play a little three, quick moving, like Kenny Clark, people like that. So I think that, um, you know, I try and get my play style to that athletic moving around. And, uh, yeah, that, that kind of contributes to that as far as, you know, me and him communicating, telling him, hey, I got that. Like, I can do that. I can rap you. And so that's where that look comes from. What That was the conversation is I can do it. And then the look comes when it's like this is a situation we're doing it. And, you know, the look come and then we, we own. So that's that, you know, just togetherness that I talked about. So, like, are you studying your own teammates so you can have those conversations Absolutely. at like a high level? Absolutely. You have, like, being on a new team, you know, obviously I'm trying to learn the playbook, but learning my teammates is just important. You know, uh, obviously, if you got to know who you're in with, you got to know their moves, know what type of rushes they like. Like, you know, if you got to, because I'm playing nose a lot. So if I got a three tech that like rushing high or rushing outside, I got to know that. If I got a guy who likes coming inside, I got to know, I got to be ready to balance that up for him. Because at the end of the day, they're the primary rusher and I'm the cover guy. So, you know, that's just something you got to learn. Yeah, that, uh, listen, he, that's, he's, that's game. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That's game from a big guy on the inside, telling you I'm the cover guy. You know, and they the guys, they got to go and get it. They got to bring the pressure. I'm the one. I got to draw the double team. I got to draw the double team so I can one-on-one you guys so that you can get funky. You know, like, like and see you hit the energy and the excitement and the fact that he knows his role. I can't wait to see Kale and Saunders, man, in, in, uh, in that defense because – this is not some guy that just you just brought here to, to, to take a job. Big Saunders is talking like, man, listen, you know, he's talking like a leader here. You know, he's talking like a leader here. 
when the last time we we seen a defensive tackle talk like this, man? I, I even for years when we had an, a nose tackle, when we we had guys here for years like David Onyemata. David Onyemata didn't talk like this. You know, it's different players here, but Big Saunders is here to make a big impression with the Saints' interior defense. He knows his role. He knows why he's been brought here. And listen, I absolutely really love his mentality and the energy in his voice. And I can't wait to see him, you know, for the entire duration of this season, man, what the Saints uh, are going to do, man. So that's very positive, man. really is. Good to hear that. I got to have, like, a selfless mentality. Yeah, absolutely. This is the most team sport there is, man. It's, it's, a, it's the greatest team sport in, in, in the world. So definitely got to have a selfless mindset. Yes, this is good. This is good. Kalen Saunders dropping game, man. Love what he's talking about, man. Love everything he's talking about. Knowing the tend- knowing the playbook, but also knowing your players, knowing the your, your teammates, knowing what they like to do. Y'all communicating along the line. Hey, you won't get funky on the outside. I got this. But Biggs knows that he has to draw the big. It won't work if Biggs or the guy next to him, if it's Breezy, Brian Breezy, probably ultimately to be Brian Breezy, probably start off with Shepard early. Or, you know, and by ultimately Brian will probably take the he's brought in as the first round draft pick to sit next to him. And both of those are pressure guys that are balanced that will provide a problem for people. And big Nate Shepard ain't nothing to sneeze at either. You know, so you you understand that he has as a nose tackle, he has to he has to draw the double team. He got to draw. It ain't gonna work. He has to be able to draw the double team. So it's five against phone on offense versus defensive line. And somebody got to draw the double team. And we know ultimately most offenses, what they're going to do is they're going to, you know, Cam's going to operate over the top of the left tackle, you know, and they're going to end up putting a tight end over there to chip Cam or to, you know, provide a double team there. And we know that's going to happen. So somebody else is going to have to get funky. The guy opposite is it whether it's Peyton Turner, Carl Grandison, whoever it is, opposite of he gonna have to get funky from that side. And Kalen Saunders has to draw a double team. And the guy sitting next to Kalen Saunders, whether it's Brian Brees or Nate Shepard, they got to get busy. They got to beat the double team. They got to beat the double team. Cause we know what Cam gonna do. So as love, it, that's what I'm saying. Kalen Saunders and guys like that make the job the day easier for Cam Jordan who is a future Hall of Famer in the Saints building and in the NFL. We just noticed. So good to hear game from Kale and Saunders drop game like that. Very, very good game. All right, so anyway, let's go on to this article right here, fam. And shout out to Zach Wood, man. Zach Wood uh, got a contract extension. He had a four-year deal, and then, of course, the Saints came back and gave Zach Wood uh, his another contract extension, as you can see, Will Lutz and Blake Gilligan kind of celebrate with him. And we know Will Lutz is in the final year of his contract and Blake Gilligan just got, you know, signed his little deal. So he announced today the Saints uh, signed a four-year extension. So I think he signed a four-year before and now he's signing, he enters his seventh season. And all for my people out there that's talk about all other stuff, you better start looking at a long snapper too, man. <laughs> long snapper is, is a job too now. Saints announced they have signed long snapper Zach Wood to a four-year contract extension announced by, let me tell you something, 6'3", 255, signed as a free agent by the Saints in 2017, uh, you know, spending parts of 2016-27 offseason competing for snap duties with Dallas entering his seventh 
season in New Orleans would has appeared in 98 regular season contests, seven postseason games. He's from Texas, appeared in 17 games of 22 and posted a career high for special teams tackles. Over four seasons at SMU, Wood started 33 or 43 games at defensive end, tallying 137 tackles, 22 fall loss. He even had nine sacks, two forced fumbles, and three kick blocks. And the man became a long snapper, and he has had a seven-year career in the NFL. So all our young long, long snappers out there, pay attention. Pay attention, because it is a job, too. All right, so let's keep this defensive theme going. Dennis Allen. We, we had big Saunders. Now let's talk to this guy right here. Let's let's be able to go into it and listen to what he has to say. Now they had several other interviews. I ain't going to go over all of them because that'll make the show too damn long. But when we're talking about interior, because remember last year, defensive interior position was the weakest link on the Saints defensive line. Uh, we have big Saunders here and Nate Shepard along with Brian Breesey. And the opposite end, we heard Dennis Allen giving accolades to Peyton Turner, who was a first-round draft pick, who the team really wants to see its first-round draft picks occupy starting positions. That's why they drafted him. But listen what Peyton Turner had to say, how he is looking at year three. It's really it's, it's in Peyton Turner's hands, to be honest with you. Here we go. Oh, I mean, it's no secret. It's a big year for me. Um, bigger for us, but especially for me in my situation. Just, you know, the past two years, I've known what – you know, I expect them to be or the front office expect them to be, just with injuries and stuff. So uh, it's a big year for me. How frustrating have the past two years? Really frustrating. You know, I feel like I get something going and, um, you know, I felt like I got on a good stretch coming off that shoulder. Didn't really have a off season last year. Finally got going a little bit in that midseason and got my ankle crushed uh, in that Rams game. So uh, it's tough, but it's part of the game and, you know, just trying to do everything I can to uh, stay healthy this year. And I think I've done that. Peyton, how do you shake those off? Because some guys will say, you know what, I just don't even think about it. I don't I don't even want to reflect on that. I, I think you got to think about it. Um, you know, I went this offseason. I did a lot of prehab stuff, um, you know, to try to avoid anything. You know, stuff. some stuff's not in your control, but everything that is in your control, you got to be able to, you know, put that in your back pocket and say you did everything to put yourself in the best position. So I think I did that. Just three, uh, go ahead. Not, so, so coming in, how do you feel? How do you feel about your game, your physical stature, everything? I feel great. Um, I haven't felt this good playing football in a long time. So uh, I'm coming in healthy. I feel great. I feel like I've put myself in a position to be successful this year. So I'm excited. Have you ever felt like you yourself had... with the average now uh, defensive end? Because Saints like out there, you're getting a lot of penetration. You would have been, not, you don't have to pass them, but like tackles for loss and uh, being dumb. Is that, you know, you want to hit the sack, but yeah. also being disruptive with tackles for loss and so much. Yeah, that's the goal. Um, negative plays are always pauses, right? So uh, the goal is to be out there every down. Have you ever felt like you've had like momentum in, in your career? Is it just been kind of start, stop, start, stop, start, stop? Have you ever in, felt, in the NFL? Yeah, just like it's just with the injuries and in, in the. Um. Yeah, I feel like my rookie year, uh, I felt confident. Uh, even coming into camp, once we got the pads on, uh, those first games when I, when I came back, uh, Carolina, and then, you know. Um, but yeah, there's a little start and stop there. As soon as Carolina's over, you know, I have elbow. Um, and then just, just stuff stacking up. So I feel like I got some momentum last year in the uh, little, like, four or five-game stretch with the uh, – uh, once we got going after the first couple games. But uh, it has been a struggle, and that's something I'm working on uh, to be consistent and keep going. Yeah, and the thing is, there is no – at least with me, there is no thought in my mind that Peyton Turner 
doesn't have the ability to play the defensive end position. Even in the in the small serving serving of, of of tape or opportunities that you did see Peyton Turner and on the field when he was healthy, it was positive. Whether he was rushing the quarterback or doing, you know, protecting against the run, setting the edge. He does things very, you know, he does them well. Now, like he said, the first year, his rookie year, trying to figure out how things go, you know, last year the injury. This is three years in the NFL, and he's a first-round draft pick. Davenport, who he was really, Peyton Turner was a situational pass rusher, supposed to be. It was actually Carl Granderson who had the five-and-a-half sacks because Peyton was was hurt. But when you have defensive ends like Davenport, who's out of the way, it's Peyton Turner's show opposite of camp. Now, Carl Granderson is there. But really, the team, like I said, when you talk about first-round draft picks, which is Peyton Turner's one of them, they want the first-round draft pick to occupy any, if it's an opening, and he's there drafted with the pick like Breesy is next to Saunders, that Peyton Turner is supposed to be the guy opposite of Cam. And Granderson, who's an undrafted guy, is supposed to be a guy that kind of fortifies the end position if injuries occur, which he has done that. But Granderson is a lot further along, and maybe not a lot, but he is, I guess I could say a lot further along in his development than a Peyton Turner, even though Peyton Turner has a higher ceiling. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Then Carl Granderson and the Saints will give Peyton Turner an every opportunity to win that in position because it makes them look good when they draft a the guy at the position and he ultimately gets the job. Now, remember, Saints don't want to go into this thing because they drafted Davenport. He's gone. He's out of here. And then Peyton Turner is here now. And then he's a bust too. That looks really bad on the Saints. So the the Saints are going to do what they can as long as Peyton Turner is showing them and Dennis Allen has been hoisting them up and and Peyton's been doing a good job. But there's never been any thought in my mind that Peyton Turner can't can't play football. He can play football. He can set the edge and he can rush it. The issue has been injury, and that's a big one. That's a big one. So you say he's been working on his body and doing different things like this. So, you know, hopefully hopefully Peyton can stay healthy, man, because we definitely need him on the other side. When you say you're trying to set yourself up for success, could you just like, help us understand like, when you envision success, what that looks like to you? And well, yeah, first thing is being on the field, right? So uh, that's something I struggled with. But like I said, I think I've done a lot this past offseason, just seeing specialists, seeing doctors, uh, seeing body work people, uh, you know, whatever it may be, chiros, like body doctors, whatever it may be, just to put myself in the best position. So first, 
first is being available, and then secondly is going out there and just being productive. Is there a first extra Tuesday? Oh yeah, no, nah, you know it's always good to have them out there. Uh, it's fun, fun environment. And I'm like the Superdome though, but it's fun. <laughs> Are there some guys on the team that you kind of leaned on when you were going through the roadblocks in the first two years? Like, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm the young, I'm still one of the youngest dudes in the room. Um, so having those older dudes in there, Marcus, uh, Cam, uh, just just guys that have been through it. Oh, you know, he's in Atlanta now, but just being able to you know talk to other guys that have been through stuff in their career, whether it's injuries, whether it's you know coaching, whatever it may be, uh, it's always nice to you know fall back on them for questions, guidance, whatever it may be. Um, I think everybody's goal is to go to the Super Bowl, right? Win the Super Bowl. Uh, me personally, I think that starts with my availability. So me being out there, being healthy. And then from there, I mean, isn't it Pro Bowl, if you ask everybody? So uh, that's kind of where I'm set. Sam seems to believe he, he sees a dominant player in you. Do you see that in you? I feel I can be that person. I feel like I can be that player. I feel like I have been that player in my career as a football player, and uh, I just want to get back to it. You mentioned being productive in the goals. Um, we'll get more specific about what productive means there. Sacks, TFLs, batted passes, pressures, you know, the whole nine yards. So um, I'm not going to talk specific numbers. Uh, it's going to come with the productivity. You may have 10 sacks with 12 pressures, or you might have one sack with 40 pressures. So uh, it's tough to get into the numbers, but I just want to be productive. Well, right, I mean, the numbers, I mean, Cam Jordan has a lot of sacks. That might be because of what you're doing and vice versa. So like, yeah, I mean, it's a team game, you know, it's the ultimate team game. So just all of us going out there, putting our best foot forward, being available, uh, I think it's going to come come with it. You guys got a bunch of new players on the interior. How much is Alvin edge rusher when you have those guys in the middle getting that push consistently? It's nice. Uh, you know, you can work speed rushes. You don't have to just go straight. straight. I mean, we're big ends, so, you know, we have that power rush in our back pocket all, all the time. But it's nice to work something else. It's nice to show the tackle something else and uh, race to the, get, get on that edge. So it's nice. I think we got all got the speed to get there. That, that's the great thing about the Saints defense. We talked about the, athlete, the athletes the Saints have had over the years, like recent. Like, but this time around, when you talk about the type of guys the Saints have, when we talk about Peyton Turner, who's 6'5", um, Carl Grandison, 6'5", or Peyton Turner was 6'6", he's a 6'5", 6'6", uh, Granderson, 6'5", Passing Yo, 6'7", Brees, he's 6'6", uh, Nate Shepard, 6'5", Cam, 6'4", you know, Foskey, 6'5", 6'4", 6'5". I mean, you got you, you have big, not only these guys have the length, but they also have the athleticism and and the athleticism. That'll be a big part to help the Saints kind of stop, because really the one of the things that we've been paying attention to over the years was the Saints had their Achilles heel is when we face mobile quarterbacks, they break containment. And when they break, when these mobile quarterbacks break containment, they cause problems up the field because they're able to extend plays. So if the Saints had, and a big part of solving that conundrum is having athletic big guys that can keep these guys contained, not only that, but contain them while putting pressure on them. So if you have big guys like Nate Shepard and Brian Breesey that's inside, and then even though Big Saunders is only six feet tall, he's super athletic. 
And if these guys, if, the, if those, the interior defensive tackles are providing a upfront push, which is the worst pressure quarterbacks want to, that they don't want to face. They don't want to face pressure up the center of the offensive line. There's no way it, what that does is flushes them out to the edge rushes where Cam and Peyton Turner or Carl Grandison, whoever it is, is out there waiting for them. So we just have to make the play. So this is what uh, the Saints are getting back to, uh, making the defense easier by having pressure or having our front four not only dominate the defensive line four to five metric, but also provide pressure with the front four while everybody else is allowed to roam and cover up passing lanes, which make it extremely difficult for quarterbacks to get through that. So when the helmets get on, we'll find out exactly where the saints are in terms of that. Cause it's hard to gauge our defensive players without, you know, without them putting the pads on and then you can really see what they are working with, you know, how they look. So ultimately, you know, early on, you see that, but when thing, when we get a little further in the camp and they start putting, you know, when the pads go on, we'll start really seeing some very positive things shaking and baking for the saints organization, man, in terms of the defense and the mindset of, you know, the mindset of, I guess what I'm looking for is like steel sharpening steel, right? We'll see that. Let's go back to Peyton Turner. We'll finish up. Joe, everything does that help you guys do? It opens the game. It opens the game up. Uh, From pass rush games to one-on-one rushes, I think, uh, just makes everything available. How much do you look forward to putting the pads on, Mike? I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to see what we got. Uh, You know, first day of pads, you know, everybody's going to be flying around. Um, But it's going to be good. Get back to that. Your thoughts on Brzee? Dude's quick. Uh, Dude's quick. He's he's, he's good size, too. So he's not like just like a little small three-tech. He's pretty good size. Um, young, I think uh, in the run game, you know, I think everybody needs to work, especially when they come to this league, uh, just on technique and being more precise. But uh, he's disruptive, so I'm excited to see him in pass too. Yes, man. Tough team. Tough team. You can go hide in the indoor on the AC, but what about those games that you're going outside? I mean, not everybody can go out there and do that, right? Nobody can. Not everybody goes out there and runs after practice. DA hopped in there, right? So I mean, it's just a, it's just a message, just being tough and uh, not only physically but mentally. So going out there and knowing that you have to go get in that heat, that 100% humidity, 100% uh, heat, whatever it may be, is just I mean, it's just good for you, good for the team. Yeah, and he's absolutely right. And Dennis Allen doing that is a very good team building exercise. So he picked up that. And I don't know if he did that last year running with him like that. But like I said, Dennis Allen's feeling a lot more comfortable because, you know, he got a lot of his guys there. And I think a big part of it is Joe Woods. Joe, Joe Woods and his consultation with Dennis Allen, kind of keeping him grounded, kind of taking a lot of responsibilities of the defense away from him so he could focus on being a head coach, how that works. So, a lot of positive things that we could say about what's going on with the black and gold, man. And and like I said, we it's a, it's a success. It's a it's a recipe for success. And the Saints are adding a little dash of this, a little dash of that, and they're tasting it. And it look it 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 it's like it's working its way out. You know, we're not gonna 
you don't have good red beans or gumbo and none of this stuff just automatically. You got to know how to make sure you get them vegetables right and put the proper seasoning in there. You get some, you, you see what I'm saying? It's a recipe for what you're doing to make sure it comes out right. And everything the saints are doing is they're doing the right stuff. So it's only a matter of time before what they are putting together, where it'll, where the, it'll bear fruit or not. And I think it'll be a very fruitful endeavor. Uh, how far this goes, you know, we'll see. We'll all watch it and bear witness to it together. But this is very positive. We just hope that, uh, and, you know, everybody stays as healthy as possible. But the Saints have done a wonderful job in adding depth to the team. Like what happened to uh, Trey Turner, unfortunate, but the Saints signed two offensive linemen. They had Trey Turner and Max Garcia. So Garcia, Max Garcia now will have an opportunity there. And perhaps the Saints will go and address the position later on. That could possibly happen as well. So anyway, let's do a brief recap, fam, on what we covered up and what we talked about today we covered uh camp day three notes on this saturday morning we also went over and talked about trey turner's unfortunate season ending injury we covered that uh saints hiring a new coach or a new coach or player coach to the coaches staff dennis allen another one of his guys are here and of course the saints re-signing lone snapper zach wood to a four-year deal not to mention we reacted and listened to Dennis Allen drop some game, Kellen Saunders as well, talking it, and Peyton Turner. These guys are definitely going to be a big part of what happens with the with the team moving forward. They're going to be a major part. We talk about guys like Kellen Saunders and Peyton Turner and Brian Breesey. All these guys is going to be a big part of what the Saints do moving forward, man, as a team. So uh, look out for that. But anyway, that'll do it for this morning, Saturday, Saturday morning's day three recap show. Let me ask you guys to please feel free to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button and the share button, and feel free to share the show on your social media feed. We are up in this thing. So shout out to our writers at thewhodaddaily.com. I want y'all to feel free to check out thewhodaddaily.com. Uh, feel free to subscribe to its newsletter. Sign up to for the email list that's in the chat. Sign up to the email list. And, it, you know, it's constantly articles. And, and tomorrow will be a big day for boxing. I'll be on live uh, on Ring Kings Boxing doing the recap uh, for or really the play-by-play preview and play-by-play for the Errol Spence and Bud Crawford super bout that's going down in Saturday night. They have a really excellent fight card that we'll be covering uh, as well on Ring Kings Boxing. And also, we talked about this, man. It's really interesting because, you know, the fight between Errol Spence and Bud Crawford, we talked about that for years on Ring Kings Boxing. You know, we talked about that for years, me and my co-host, former co-host, Eddie Tumine Johnson, y'all know he passed away a couple years ago uh, due to COVID. He passed away. But at the end of the day, you know, we've been keeping that stream going and it's been growing. And, uh, you know, I've been, like I say, man, just shout out to that brother. He'd be see smiling down from heaven. 
uh, about that. And we often talked about that fight. Two mean always said, he said, that's a classic 50, 50 fight. And what he meant by that 50, 50 fight, he was pretty much just saying, you know, that it is one of those bouts where it can go either way. These are two fantastic fighters and we'll just, you know, I can talk about it all day, but you know, we'll cover it on ring Kings boxing tomorrow. So, any Saints news notes, we'll cover it tomorrow on this channel. Also, that'll be later on tomorrow. We'll be doing the Ring King preview and live fight play-by-play uh, play all the way on through into the recap post-conference. It's just a huge fight here, man. We've been waiting on this. Excuse me. We've been waiting on this fight for a long time. And they'll be doing too. This is the first part of it. And the second part is supposed to be later on this year. So we got some great fight, fights that's happening. We just found out Devin Haney worked out a deal where they'll be fighting Regis Prograce from New Orleans. So good to see him try to get Regis on the show. He's from New Orleans uh, for him to break down that fight with Devin Haney. Also, next month, September the 30th, I think it'll be Canelo Alvarez. One of my favorite fighters, Canelo Alvarez against Charlo. That'll be coming up September the 30th. So it's a lot of great boxing. The heavyweights coming there a little later on. So it's a lot of great fights that are lining up over the next couple of months. It's going to be fun as Saints season get rolling. And, and the, you know, it's going to be fun. College football will be there as well. So anyway, with that being said, I'm going to get ready to get out on that. Listen, I appreciate you guys. I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. Start of your weekend here on Saturday morning. And feel free, like I said, to subscribe. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the share button, man, and support the, the platform, man. We got a movement going on right here. We got our own writers. Everything going on good, man. We got our own writers, so share their articles. Shout out to our writers at thewhodaddaily.com and our editor-in-chief. She's doing a fantastic job of bringing in the writers, and she's just absolutely fantastic. Uh, she brought in the writers and hired. It just, I just am just so proud of everything that is happening for the platform. And this is something we talked about years ago and we doing it. So like I said, man, when we don't like what they're saying, we got our own writers, you know, you know, stuff that's happening with our content creators and our family members as a part of the platform, we got a movement here. So support the movement supported by a donation supported by subscription, join the channel. Also, you know, go to patreon.com, join that, be a part of the movement. You see, we got something going on can help us build this thing up, man. So you, we, we get up there and bypass uh, ESPN and all these other people, man. We do who that daily.com. We the PRO media network. We the sports coma. We doing it big. All right. So with that being said, I'm gonna get out on that. I appreciate y'all so much, man. I love y'all. Y'all keep y'all heads up, man. And continue to do great works. I'm gonna holler at y'all on another side. Peace. And we out. Yeah, huh? Boogie like Benson, I'm a who that? I'm a who that? Long as I'm living, I'm a who that? Lose or winning, I'm a who that? Sports coma, yeah, this is where we do that. Where we do that? 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 Boogie like Benson, I'm a who that? I'm a who that? Sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that? Welcome, welcome, welcome. 
Somebody please better help. Running this thing like Elf. Thank God every day I'm not a felt. Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. If you ain't ride or die, the bandwagon get flipped. Been marching in. That was way for the ring. I was yelling out your shame for the championship. Fucking on town. Duck down. Falcons pluck get shut down. Panthers ain't much touchdown. The vision really belong to us now. So much hate on the Saints, you could probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell the crooked referees on Roger Goodell. Yeah. like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. News all winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, eh? Where we do that, eh? Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, eh? Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. You're listening to the sports coma with Big Q and the guys on the PRO Media Network. latest merch to support the platform. Available at the Pro Shops, we have dozens of hundreds of products available for you and your family. Unisex tees for men and women, hoodies and sweatshirts, tank tops, kids and baby items, long sleeve tees, mugs, pillows, wall art, bath bedding, face masks, phone cases, stickers, bags, fanny packs, socks, hats, and many other items. Please feel free to check out the Pro Shops. The link is in the description section below. TheWhoThatDaily.com That's right, TheWhoThatDaily.com Your one-stop shop for everything New Orleans Saints, New Orleans Pelican, LSU Tigers, even the top flight boxing So if you're a Who That and you're looking for a place to stay up on your team, TheWhoThatDaily.com is your site. TheWhoThatDaily.com for the sport Who That in all of us. 
guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.